If you're like pretty much everyone in the United States right now, you spend an absurd amount of time deciding what movies to watch. My wife and I have this ritual where we get in bed with ice cream and then we flip around trying to remember all of our passwords and all of our relatives' passwords, trying to find something decent to watch at night before the ice cream melts. Last night we paid $4 to Apple to watch Slapshot, a Paul Newman hockey movie from 1977. It was pretty good. But what if there was a way to watch great movies and help filmmakers at a very difficult time and support film festivals? There is, and that is the subject of today's Movie Maker Interviews podcast. Many film festivals this year, of course, had no choice but to go online. And as a result, we're in what one of our panelists today calls the Wild West of online film festivals, meaning there are no rules and people are making them up now. That's great for you if you love films. If you've ever gone to a film festival, you've probably stood in a line, begged for tickets, and maybe still not gotten into every film that you wanted to see. Online film festivals are changing that. You have the rare opportunity to watch brand new movies at home, inexpensively, and support the film festivals that host them online. Your money helps those festivals ride out the crazy conditions of 2020 and survive to come back when it's safe. If you run a theater or a festival, this episode is going to be extra important to you because you might get some ideas on how to host your own festival online and how not to host your own festival online. Welcome to Online Film Festival Do's and Don'ts with three fantastic guests you'll meet in just a moment. Melanie Addington of the Oxford Film Festival, Wendy Eidson of the San Luis Obispo International Film Festival, and Michael Kane of the environmentally minded EarthX Film. We're all so mature that we didn't make any jokes about Michael Kane being named, you know, Michael Kane. We recorded this on Friday when EarthX was in progress. That festival is over now, but you can still visit OxfordFilmFest.com to see new films every week support the filmmakers, and support the fest. It's 10 bucks per film, and sometimes you get a block of films and a filmmaker Q&A. Not too bad. I know a lot of people are asking you to be generous right now, but honestly, even if you're thinking selfishly, online film festivals are a pretty nice treat for yourself. There's no lines, no driving, no worrying that the film will be screening in one of those awful screening rooms that don't have popcorn, and best of all, the festival will pick a movie for you, and you don't have to worry about your ice cream melting while you click through Amazon Prime. And, and you can give your money to a lovingly curated grassroots film festival instead of a multi-billionaire. Here's our talk. Hope you enjoy it. I'm Tim Malloy, and this is Movie Maker Interviews. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, we're rolling now. Could we start with everyone just introducing themselves and their festival? Sure, I'll go first. This is Melanie Addington with Oxford Film Festival in Oxford, Mississippi, although technically we're everywhere now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Wendy Edson. I'm with the San Luis Obispo International Film Festival in San Luis Obispo, California. And I'm Michael Kane. I'm with EarthX Film based out of Dallas, but as she said, pretty much worldwide at the moment. I love how this is working out because Wendy has already put on her festival this year. Um, Melanie, I believe is in process and, and Michael, I believe you just, you're in the middle of it right now, right? Day three. Yes. Yeah. Halfway during day three. So why don't we start somewhat chronologically? Uh, Wendy, I kind of remember the drama of whether SLO International Film Festival was going to happen or not. We were planning to go. We were really excited about it. Um, and it was kind of a touch and go situation with COVID-19. You ultimately made the... Uh, 
I think, inarguable decision to go online. And you were one of the first to do that. Can you talk about what you learned? Yeah, it was obviously a pretty stressful time. We were watching what was happening uh, daily. We were having emergency board meetings. And um, uh, uh, initially, my idea bef shortly before we were we decided to cancel was to pull the festival back and make it smaller. So therefore, fewer venues to be worrying about sanitizing and, and keeping track of and fewer volunteers needed all this. Stuff. I, one of the things I was very worried about was that our volunteer base is generally an older demographic. Um, but none of them had been uh, telling us to cancel. Uh, we were starting to get emails, though, from people saying, do you really think this is a good idea uh, to be bringing people in from outside? Uh, and so, and I didn't. I mean, I was already pretty sure we were going to cancel. Um, but then the question was, you know, postponement, cancellation. And I'm really excited to hear Melanie talk about how they made their decisions because our festivals were pretty much the same time period, the same week. Um, and so um, I know you, you decided to postpone. Um, in retrospect, I'm glad we did what we did because partly um, the momentum of, of getting ready for a festival is so extreme and um, everybody's just gearing up. Your energy just changes, you know, and you get this adrenaline thing going. Um, everyone was kind of at that point. And, um, and so I felt like we just need to get on with it and do it. And then um, one of our board members had suggested, you know, possibly doing some stuff virtually. And I, and I thought, well, you know, it, there may be some filmmakers who do not want to do that, but let's just let's just reach out and see what they say. So, so that's what we did. Um, we uh, I got an email out. The we were scheduled to start on a Tuesday. That Saturday, I sent an email to um, to the filmmakers, and um, maybe it was a Friday actually. And I started to get back these great responses from people saying, "God, we're so disappointed. We're about to get on an airplane." Um, and uh, but. You know, yes, if as long as you can can you know assure us that this will be a, a fairly controlled screening, um, we are willing to share our password protected links. And that was the quickest, fastest, most sensible way that we could do it. We did not send this out on Facebook. We didn't make it really public, but we we wanted to give our pass holders some value to their passes, and <laughs> of course, we didn't want them to ask for refunds. Um, <laughs> So it was it was a, a quick um, it was a quick fix that wasn't ideal obviously but we ended up getting um, including it was our sort of main main um, fest, uh, festival competition which we call the George Sydney competition and then our Central Coast um, uh, competition which was a lot of local filmmakers and they were probably the most disappointed because you know they're getting their chance to have their films on a big screen their friends and family coming and so they but they all wanted to participate so we had ended up um with about 65 films i think all in all wow. which which was really pretty great i mean we 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 didn't get some because it just wasn't you know appropriate for distribution reasons um but the ones that did participate uh, i think really enjoyed seeing each the other filmmakers' movies as well. So I think we got quite a lot of buy-in just from them saying, oh, great, now I get to see a few of these movies I really wanted to see. Um, we did not really have time to coordinate Q&As and panels and all the things that we, we could have, and, and I know Melanie and, and I think Michael's are, you know, also do, doing now, because when you have a little time, you can, you can plan for that, and, and that's too bad. But uh, one more thing is just that... Um, 
because it, it happened the week of our festival, we just contained the, the movies to that, those dates. Um, there were some people that didn't get a chance to see them. And because obviously it was a pretty chaotic week all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, so some people sort of missed it and, and were disappointed. So we reached out to the shorts filmmakers first. And now I'm doing the same thing with the documentary feature filmmakers and asking them, can we do an encore? Yeah. Um, so we're, we're showing shorts right now. And then we're going to move into um, to the features in a couple weeks. Well, I want to come back to what you learned and some do's and don'ts. Uh, but first, Melanie, I think a week and a half ago, you wrote a story for Movie Maker that got quite a response about what festival do, festival what festivals should not be doing right now. Uh, and one of the main thing was premiere games. Can you kind of explain what you saw happening that was a little bit disturbing in terms of helping filmmakers? Sure. Well, first, I I sort of love the way Wendy handled it because now she can rest a little bit. Or I <laughs> have now committed myself to the rest of the year doing this. Um, <laughs> we took our time um, to roll out because we wanted to sort of do a different model than what we had been seeing. Um, we're rolling out only a couple blocks every week and doing live engagements with the filmmakers. We're gonna do a virtual party. And part of that was Eventive needed some time to build this new system. And so we're excited because it lets us pay the filmmakers half the ticket income because they need income right now too, because production is shut down. Um, right. But in doing that, we had a lot of time to discuss with those films, especially features, although we have a couple shorts we've been negotiating with distributors. And what we found was distributors were like, yeah, we're all in this together, let's make it work. And other film festivals were either not getting back to filmmakers or were telling them, sorry, no, that's against our rules in the fall. Uh, almost as if they weren't aware that this is a pandemic that's going to last longer than March. Um, <laughs> so I, I think it's slowly changing, but I definitely just, the frustration I was getting from the filmmakers, I just wanted to speak out for them. Absolutely. Can you talk about what your experience has been so far? I mean, have you, have you had any positive negatives with the approach that you've taken of rolling things out gradually? Yeah, everything is a roller coaster every day. Um, I'll get somebody who is mad that we're going virtual and want a refund, and then somebody, a filmmaker, who generously says, I don't need my ticket income, give it to the other filmmakers. So every day is something great and awful. <laughs> so. so, Michael, your turn. This has been going on for you all week. Uh, you're in the middle of the festival. Can you talk about how you decided to go online and what approach you took? Yeah, thank you. The... Um this struck essentially the week before we were going out with our program. And so we were just at the point where the release was being written and uh, you know, we locked essentially 60 features and shorts. We'd also locked over 60 virtual reality XR experiences, as well as filmmakers and storytellers that were coming in from around the world. We'd also just we're completing our youth film competition called Planet 911, working with Instagram and Creative Visions. It's all this was like, cool, we've got it all ready. And the program guide was literally uh, all being laid out and ready to go. And so then uh, I actually put it out on Facebook and I just said to the public, I said, give me an idea. How comfortable are you going into a movie theater right now? I want to get an idea because I spoke with two people who were in the know, one of them Leilani Muter from Race and Extinction and uh, another person. And 
within three hours, I was terrified of what was coming and it was going to be the worst ever. So we, um, I wanted to hear the public though. I wanted to get a sense of where they were on it and the filmmaking community. We reached out to our filmmakers and said, where are you on this? And all of them said, we'll do what you want to do, but we think we're going to end up canceling. So we shifted quickly and David Holbrook's my artistic director. And I uh, just said, look, reach out to the filmmakers, find out if we go online, who can, who can stay with us? Because a lot of our movies don't have distribution yet and they're pretty new in the cycle and we knew there'd be limitations. And so at the same time, you know, we're part of EarthX, which is uh, last year, 177,000 people attended and 700 organizations exhibited and 400, 400 speakers. And um, we're, we're not just a self-sustained you know, operation. We, we are this 10-day event that kind of introduces the other. So um, we had a technology piece where we had to figure out what it looked like to move and what would that happen. And luckily, we always wanted to have an online presence, always. We always talked about having a channel, but just didn't feel like if you can't market it correctly or you can't get the word out, then there's no point in doing it. You know, And so we wanted to make sure we could literally satisfy the filmmakers and the community. We hadn't sold a pass yet, so we didn't have that to deal with. Uh, our sponsors, other than a couple of them, were largely self-funded by the man who puts on EarthX, Trammell Crow, uh, for the environmental reasons. And so uh, we didn't have that pressure on us. So it just became for us like, can we pull off something amazing? And if not, what are our options? Do we, you know, do we move to the fall? Do we move it a year? Uh, and, and we decided let's let's move with the ones that will stay with us, and let's let's have our event. And we loved the quality of what we had anyway, so it wasn't as if we were sacrificing something in quality. We ended up with six feature films and uh, 31 shorts. And we then heard from all the other people who said, look, if you do a monthly screening, let's stay in touch. And then if you do the physical October event, count me in. You know, if we don't, if we're not out and you still want us, we're in. In a, um, in a deal with the devil monkey's paw kind of way, we sort of just had the most successful Earth Day in Earth Day's 50 years and that we're not flying, we're not driving, we're using paper uh-huh. products very sparingly. Um, and one of your filmmakers, Wendy, actually said that they they could see a future for online festivals and that it would reduce travel and reduce the environmental burden, reduce the financial burden. Obviously, none of us want film festivals to be only online from now on, but do you think this could lead to a situation where there's an online component in addition to a physical component? Yeah, definitely. That's kind of what we're talking about for next year already. Um, you know, it's still too early to plan very much, but but realizing that there, you know, this virus is probably not going to be going away as fast as everybody wants it to, um, we really have to be prepared for for being able to to offer at least a portion of the festival online. So we're just looking into the best best ways to do that. The probably more, you know more safe piracy wise um, ways to, to satisfy filmmakers, but also have a, have a live festival if we can. Um, so I think, I think we're thinking of doing both next year. Yeah. Same for us uh, as Wendy. Um, we, 
really had wanted to do something hybrid eventually anyway, and this sort of pushed us into mm -hmm. it. Um, both for, we really focus a lot on films about disability. Uh, mm -hmm. That's not our main focus, but that is something we really strive for. Um, and there's a lot of people that are homebound all the time, not just during a pandemic. We're really uh, striving to be able to reach that community that's homebound all the time, the disability community, not all of them, obviously. I'm disabled, I'm not homebound, but uh, people that are homebound now being able to reach us. But also we have filmmakers in Iran who can't come because yeah. of sanctions and rules that make them not be able to, and they're really excited. We have three great Iranian films and they're like super pumped that they get to be involved now. So um, things like that are, are exciting for the future. I love that. Yeah, and um, I just want to say that at the um, end of our festival, uh, six days, um, we give awards, um, you know, to juried awards, and we already had them um, picked, and we actually had the awards made. Um, and the the sort of advantage of having doing everything virtually is that some of the filmmakers were foreign. So it, I got in touch with them just before the awards day, the last day, and they they um, you know videoed acceptance speeches. Um, oh. that, that we could share with everyone when we announced the awards at six o'clock on Sunday. And they were really some of the most touching speeches. And it made me think, wait, why aren't we doing this always? You know, <laughs> because so many, so often short films particularly are foreign. And, um, and it's, it was so nice to have them, have them present in a weird way. So I, know, I, I agree with what well, both of them are saying, but Wendy, um, we just had our award ceremony. We had dedicated, we were gonna give $20,000 out. Uh, we gave out another $5,000 to the youth and we had the uh, event today. Well, I'm, I'm letting people know that it's not live, but the um, we had it today and it was so touching because it was what was complicated. We just said, all right, we can't invite every filmmaker in the festival to be on this giant Zoom call, but we'll invite everyone who's winning an award, but we won't tell them what award. And so we'll have that group of people come on. And it was really nice because we could send them a thing saying, You're, you are receiving an award. We'd love for you to join. And, you know, people from Africa, and, uh, you know, Damien Mander and his uh, Akashinga film, you know, the subjects were there from Africa on the camera with us. And right. literally there were tears flowing between all of us because as we were watching it and, you know, we make we make and show environmental films. We, we show films that are about loving the planet. And so to see these stories uh, and to see the subject behind them, there were a lot of people that wouldn't have been able to fly in anyway. The right. Joubert's, uh, Beverly and Derek Joubert, um, their film was at Sundance recently and they were on a Q&A uh, yesterday with us. And it was so cool to see them. And, and I have to give full credit. Uh, we hired a producer who had just finished doing two film festivals in a row on his own platform, uh, Thin Line and the Dallas Video Fest. And so he had gone through two festivals and two weekends because his, his happened the same week it happened. And literally to have that experience for the awards and for everything else, there was a lot of hitches that he worked us through involving Vimeo and Enterprise and everything else. So yeah, but the emotions there with these people not traveling in who couldn't be there. Michael, I'm learning so much because our awards are going to be in June, and I did not know how to put 200 filmmakers on a Zoom call. So that's a great, <laughs> great model. That's, that is a great model. That's a really good thing that people can use. And sort of just as you're getting ideas from this from this call, 
Um, can you all sort of pass on things that you've learned that you would like to pay forward to other to other festival organizers who might have things that they should do or should not do? Um, I mean, I, I can jump in on a few of them. Like I said, we have four channels of content going right now. Mm -hmm. Don't have four channels of content would be one of mine. Uh, uh, just more so because um, streaming capabilities, the, the, you know, the platforms and their ability to have so much going on, um, pre-record a lot and spend a few days to take that time to do great interviews with the, the people in advance for introductions and to be able to do, uh, and maybe do host the Q and A's live, which has been a nice piece where we would film them in advance. So the less components that the technology piece and that the technical director have to wade through the day of, because there is Netflix, Disney Plus, you name it, they're all pulling bandwidth out there. So everybody's having issues with bandwidth. It's not just us. And so they have more access to ways to get what they need. And so, you know, with what we're left, uh, you know, I, I would just say do as much in advance as you can and invite people who normally wouldn't come in who would be experts because they might be sitting at home and would do it. That's the, you know, we've gotten in, from Jane Fonda to uh, you know Louis Sayhoyas to the Juberts to uh, Jeff Orlowski, you know all these people have been like, sure, I mean I can do it then, huh. and then plug it in when you need it. It just doesn't have to. You don't have to constrict yourself by I have a five o'clock slot. I need you at five o'clock. That's so smart. Yeah. And um, Wendy, what did you learn being the first out of the gate? <laughs> I, you know, it was, it was so happenstance that I've done, I'm not sure I learned a thing, but, um, <laughs> I guess it was, um, it was just, um, don't, don't, don't spend too much time thinking about it. Just do it. Um, and, and it worked for us. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that our, our way of doing it is, is the way a lot of festivals will be in, you know, uh, moving forward, because I think if we'd had more time, we would have hosted, hosted the movies on our, on our website or on somebody else's website, um, and and done it in a different way. But I think I think it's definitely given us a, a, a good model for what what can be done quickly. And um, uh, and I think that the the other thing I just like all, me and and our board are, are are really trying to keep in mind is our sponsors, uh, the people that bought passes. Um, you know what keeping them happy. That's that's been our our, our most important um, effort in this last month because. We want we we don't want to lose them, and um, and they don't want to leave us, which is really a nice feeling. But um, but it's just giving them a va some value over this next period of time um, to make sure that we don't lose the support that we have had and been building all these years. For sure. A big component for me was that we rely a lot on in kind support. That obviously five days before the fest be postponed. Um, and now those restaurants and businesses are hurting. Um, so we're really trying to engage them in letting these people who are streaming know about good deals. Maybe if they live in Oxford, they can get the food delivered or they can buy a gift card to one of these businesses. So still trying to not just engage our filmmakers, but our community and remembering that this is something for Oxford as much as it is for the filmmakers. Yeah, I think that gets forgotten. I mean, a lot of people think a film festival is going to be low on my list of charities to give to because hospitals need masks and things like that. And that's, you know, of course. But 
it's not just a film festival. It's an entire community around the film festival and people who contribute to it. So I think that's a really important point to make, that it's sort of a raise-all-boat situation. So. And I, in Mississippi, and I'm sure this is the same for both of your communities, tourism is one of the biggest industries. The second is the arts. And so we're sort of trying to hold Beth both together as much as we can. So, yeah. And we, we actually shot an introduction at the Alamo Draft House, And we drove up to the Alamo and walked in and walked down and sat down in a seat and had them deliver popcorn and a drink. And then the movie <laughs> starts to play because we're like, people, we, you know, we want to support Alamo. We want to support all the theaters that are always there for us. And then one cool idea that we didn't do, we have a thing called Best of Fest in Dallas where 26 film festivals work together and put on one film festival. And we had that in the um, end of January. Well, one of the film festivals, the South Asian Festival at the last meeting said, we're, we're pitching our festival and we're doing it with a New York South Asian Film Festival simultaneously. And online you can do that and then you're developing a crowd in Dallas and New York and then everywhere in between. Mm. So I, I love ideas because, like I said, we always believe in being co-competitors, not competitors, mm. and that you create a larger group of people to support. Because at this yep. point, if we don't support each other, who does? Yep. I was actually on a call the other day with students in Colorado, and one of them asked, they have several microfests in Colorado, and what could they do? And I referenced what Dallas does, because you guys have an amazing model to all work together, which is what we're supposed to be doing. Let's do a Best of Fest US. Absolutely. You know, we can do it online now, right? Support yeah, that would be paper. amazing. Yeah. We, we're actually doing a best, of just of our festival, we're doing the last 10 years of Best and Fest movies. And there's some great movies. It's fun. It's been fun for me to look back and see what which ones won the audience awards um, and, uh, and share them with everybody in one way or another. And uh, I think people are liking it. Plus, I'm linking to charities, that local charities that that tie in with each movie. So another way to give back. That's the one thing just off of that, Wendy's statement. We put a link below for donate to this film or to their cause on every movie. Mm -hmm. And we make sure that everyone who introduces direct people there. Because, you know, we were able to, we paid screening fees. We just said, look, we're just paying screening fees, period. Because we saved the money from flights and hotels that we were going to spend. So why not not reduce our budget, but instead just do that? And then our other thing was, how do we ramp up so any money that comes in, we take zero of it, and it all goes to the films or their causes. So, you know, I think there's ways to make it a win-win for these other groups. You know, it feels like this could be a dream time for festival goers in a sense. Obviously, there's a lot wrong right now. But every time I go to a festival, there's always like, three movies I really want to see that I can't get into or the timing is wrong or something. And now here's a situation where I can see all of these great movies at home, in bed, eating ice cream. This could be a good thing if, if we're able to find a way to get it all sort of presented properly in a way that's easy for, for film fans. I think yeah. that's really great. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm writing it down, actually, because it's a great way to pitch our next series of films. I mean, you're right. There's always people that are disgruntled because they don't get into seeing something that they really wanted to see, um, even though we do things three times. But, um, but yeah, this is, a, this is a great way to market, um, you know, being able to see things virtually. And that's uh, why we sort of went with our model is that that is the most frustrating complaint we get every year is, oh, I, I had to pick 
even days to watch any of them and then they're also spread out over months so you can literally dedicate the rest of the year to our festival <laughs> yeah amen uh, in the time we have left is there anything that you all just want to promote just think people should be aware of where you go god this is such an incredible thing if people just would check this out they would love it i mean I'll just throw it out there. The the programming that we were going to lock, plus now a lot of other options that we didn't have the bandwidth to lock, you know, because we're limited by days and theater space at the end of the day. And we didn't want to have six screens competing with each other in the environmental space, didn't feel right. So now we can go back to some of these films that we love that just we couldn't fit them in. And, you know, for us, we're going to have this EarthX TV year round. And it's going to be a place where we're looking to program content as much as it makes sense. Um, you know, I'd love for people to just check back in. And if they've got films, particularly that fit in our genre, you know, to come to us or if they want to promote what they do, do what we do, we're, we're up for it. So it's the, like I said, now's a good time for us all to band together. Yeah, we, um, I'm stealing this from Bend Film Festival. Todd Luby mentioned this in a Film Festival Alliance call, but he's going back to all the alumni and saying, hey, we can be doing this ticket sale share with you and, and actually sharing all these great archive films. And so we're going to be doing something very similar. Um, I was just going to say that I think it's been a great way to expand our our older demographics um technical abilities. Um, mm. I think we're, being, we're forcing some people who would much rather have just gone to the theater, bought their popcorn and seen the movie, than have to negotiate getting online and figuring out how to do it. But you know what? A lot of those people have figured out how to do it. And I, and I, and I love that. I, I think that, that, that now, now that will continue to be you know, useful to them. So I feel like we've, we've, we've helped. <laughs> My mom is addicted to the house party app now, so... Yeah, people are definitely figuring. <laughs> is there yeah. any? Is there anything you want to give a shout out to, or anything you want to recommend for listeners? Um, I'd like to give a shout out to Melanie's festival and Michael's festival, oh. and for the bravery of, of carrying on. Because I feel like a bit of a, a weenie, you know. Just we just sort of didn't didn't postpone. We just sort of did it. But I think part of part of that was the fear of postponing and then having to figure it out. So. Um, so I appreciate you, what you guys are doing and, um, and all the other festivals that are still figuring out. I've, I've had several calls with other people going, what do we do? Um, you know, I, I, I just really applaud everybody's efforts. And, um, and I know we're all doing our best. And um, I, I think it's, it's been a really interesting learning experience <laughs> in a lot of ways. Now, I like what you did, Wendy. And I, Ann Arbor's not on this call, but they also, they live projected everything virtually. And that was super fun and engaging. I was talking to friends in New York. We were all watching together. Um, so I think this is the Wild West right now for festivals. So we're all trying something new. And everyone that's going to come after us, they're going to have several different models to look at. So, yeah. Yeah. And on our end, we're happy to get back together, particularly post, and say, you know what, this technology worked. This, this thing was a cool idea we did that didn't pull through. And like I said, we, we don't have any secrets. So, uh, you know, if people want to get together again and we'll talk about the pros and cons of Vimeo versus YouTube versus whatever platforms, you know, I just hope that the festivals after us continue to make it better. 
than us. Yeah, so. me yeah. too. Yeah, so then when we have to do it again, we can learn from them. Exactly. <laughs> Please. Please. We, we did this call over Skype, and we should do another one over Zoom at some point so listeners can decide which is better. <laughs> I think I think everyone else is. Yeah. <laughs> we you guys you guys barely broke up. I think you sounded pretty great. Um, just I want to say thank you so much, and I want to thank you not only for talking to me today, but for putting on film festivals, which are just one of the most joyous things in life. It's it's one of the most fun things you can ever go to in your life, um, in person, of course, but also online. I mean, there's nothing better than movies. It's it's what's kept us all sane through this entire situation. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And I want to thank Movie Maker. You guys have been so yes. great to really cover regional film festivals and it's it's really tremendous what you do. Yeah, I agree. Second that. I love Movie Maker magazine and, and uh, I, I, I think your articles are amazing. Well, there's an article about you in the newest issue, so I hope people will read that. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for doing that. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much, everybody, and have a wonderful weekend. I hope you see some great movies. Thank you. You too. Thanks so much.